the house is worth whatever it's worth, right? Whoever sells it. Uh-uh. Wrong. I'm Charlie. Welcome to Moving Home with Charlie, and thank you for coming. Charlie Landon grew up in Sussex, is the founder of Best Agent and presenter of Moving Home with Charlie. If you want to find one of these guys, look out for those compassionate professionals. All estate agents are not the same. So, Charlie, what would be your advice for people interested in buying new builds right now? Don't overpay. Do buy, but don't overpay. That's why I say disregard the guff. Read into the numbers and look, and it's buried. The bad news is buried in the small print, okay? Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Property Press Awards. They may or may not be telling the truth, but you should form your own view. Get out and view, get out and view, get out and view. You cannot be in a position to make offers and have the offers accepted if you're not viewing. Be out there viewing. uh... (laughs) Pay attention to the back of the class if you've not been watching my videos. I did one just a couple of days ago. Disregard the guff, guys. Happy Friday afternoon, Friday tea time, everybody. It's Friday the 14th of April, and this is Five Fact Friday, because you can't fight the facts. Now, uh, welcome to all new subscribers and new viewers. Hi, uh, Yacek, Noonrich, Happy Mark. Hi, the guys in the comments. Um, I would like to just recap the purpose of Five Fact Friday. These are... (laughs) because there are still some people struggling with the concept. And I really want to just make, hi, Daniel. Um, uh, Darren, hi, guys. Right, sorry, I have to switch the comments off. I can't, otherwise I can't concentrate. There are some people still struggling with the concept of of facts versus opinions. Um, and I find it funny because, I, because I, each week I try harder to be clear and I invite people to tell me what they, what facts they would say, and it's almost always an opinion. So let me qualify what we've got, which is five things that are verifiable, I'm providing all the links, quantifiable, in other words, they are numerically checkable, you can measure them, right? So these are numerical, measurable, verifiable, things that have happened, which in my view have the most significant effect on the housing market of anything that's happened in the last five days. Again, some people have been suggesting things that happened ages ago or long-term stuff. It's five facts that are new this week, all right? Because that's just helpful, isn't it, right? What are the five things that have happened that have the most impact on housing market? Right, I want to try and get this under 15 minutes. I've already used nearly three, and I've got Housing Stig, who's waiting ready. Are you there? I am here. Uh, Come in, housing stig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Charlie. Hi, hello, mate. Um, let's crack into this. Um, and we're going to try and just spend just two, two or three minutes on each point. Uh, now, so point number one was the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors, who put out their monthly sentiment survey when they they put a survey out to all of their surveyors all around the country, right? Now, these are qualified chartered surveyors. So they are professionals. Uh, you, could, you could argue that they are estate agents with qualifications and the other ones don't have qualifications. Some of them are only surveyors, some of them are surveyors and estate agents. But historically, this survey has been the most reliable leading indicator of what house prices are going to do. Yeah. And... Um, Let me start with this page here. So this is uh, is Money website. 
And house prices and sales continue to fall as buyers sit on their hands, but there are signs the picture will improve in the long run. Okay. So, um, but the buyer demand prices and new listing levels remain sluggish in March. So you might say, well, hang on, Charlie. It's a fact that they said uh, levels are expected to improve in the next 12 months. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I can spot the difference, Charlie. Yes. So, but let me also just share with you this particular graph from the PDF, which you can all go, if you just go and Google RICS housing market survey, you'll find this PDF. I've also linked to these articles below. Um, and this, I think, is the most useful graphic in there for the purposes of Five Fact Friday. Uh, I'm just going to hide that so you can got me here. Very, very quick few seconds on this. Now, this the, amazingly, this is so negative that the zero begins at the top of the page. <laughs> can you see that? Right? The, 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 have I got this on the way? Yeah. So... It's for every region of the country, the price expectations in the next three months are strongly negative. The only ones that aren't strongly negative, I'll read them out because they're hidden behind Housing Stig's thing, uh, are the Northwest is only slightly negative and Northern Ireland and the far right-hand side is slightly negative. But all of the others. So this is, this is the balance of how many think it's negative versus positive. And in every single region in the next three months, it's negative. The least negative being the Northwest, the most negative being East Anglia, interestingly, uh, and then the West Midlands, and then the Southeast. Um, and yes, it's marginally less negative overall on average than the than previous month. But it's, it's almost like, well, okay, what do they think this month? Uh, yes, there's an improvement on last month, but that it's an improvement where house prices are still expected to fall. Okay, so... Um, Alex, do you have any comments on this? I, it, it, it's very self-explanatory. Yeah, uh, there are no other conclusions to be drawn. This is the data. This is what they've they've had back uh, from their surveys. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's what the most qualified people who are in the business of helping people move house are seeing happening at the coalface in their businesses all around the country. Yeah. Right. So okay. So let's hope no one's going to argue that that is. Uh, not a relevant fact for the housing market. It's about, it's about as relevant as they get, isn't it? It's recent and it's relevant. Point number two, um, mortgage defaults are rising. Now, I want to read this out uh, so that people listening on the audio podcast can hear this. Um, and this is linked to below. And by the way, this is the Guardian. I, I tend to use links to papers that aren't behind paywalls wherever. Okay, so you'll see I always use different websites, different newspapers. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of any one paper over the other. Um, lenders report increase in households defaulting on loans. The UK lenders have recorded a rise in households defaulting on loans over the past three months, according to new data from the Bank of England. The Bank of England's Credit Conditions Survey found that default rates on secured loans to households, such as mortgages, increased in the last quarter and were expected to increase further in Q2. Interestingly enough, I think it's relevant to point out that they go on to say it's the same picture for unsecured lending, yeah. with lenders reporting a rise in defaults on both credit cards and other unsecured loans in December to February, and a further increase is expected in March to May. Alex, can you please tell everybody why this is relevant to the housing market? 
<laughs> well, I, uh, anything to do with defaulting on loans is obviously relevant because it suggests how much money people actually have and whether they're struggling with interest rates. Yeah. I would be at pains to point out with this that, yes, there has been an increase, but it is not dramatic. We're not seeing the sort of things that we saw back in 2008 yet. This is the beginning, potentially, of a trend. Uh, the, the actual numerical data, I don't know if you've linked it, Charlie, can be found on the FCA website or in the Bank of England bank stats. Okay. What we're looking at to quantify it is defaulting at the moment on um, amounts due of approximately £500 million. Okay. So in the overall economy, it's not huge, but it's also not a tiny number. No, and, and the, the, the as, you know, you're right. It's the trend. So Q4 last year was slightly up on the quarter before. Q1 this year is up slight, slightly. Yep. Still not dramatic numbers, but expected to increase. So that's the trend. That m- the more people defaulting on mortgages is a negative pressure on on house prices. prices. Overall. Yeah. That's the point. Okay. So next point: credit conditions. So this point number three is that the Bank of England, in the same survey, um, I'll read it out. This is a, the, the Bank of England's website page. Again, this is linked to below. Lenders reported that the availability of secured credit to households, which is probably mortgages, was unchanged in the three months at the end of February. Okay, oh, well, that's good. But the lenders expected availability to decrease over the next three months. Well, that's new, I think. We haven't had a decrease, an expected decrease in the supply of secure credit for a while. That's why I've included it this week. I think that's relevant because that expected decrease in mortgages supply comes even though demand for mortgages has actually increased slightly, according to, uh, I can't remember which, which other survey it was this week. Yeah. So what is this, the beginning of a credit crunch? It, it looks, certainly looks that way. I mean, you were hearing exactly the same news uh, from the US. Um, the chief exec, I think, or chairman, and chief exec of JP Morgan said much the same thing, that American banks are likely to start restricting uh, mortgage credit just because of the turbulence they've had in the banking system recently, even though banks, because of interest rates, are, are showing record profits. Uh, and we're seeing the same sort of thing here, exactly as you said. There does seem to be more demand, incredibly, from buyers, yeah. but there are not so many mortgage approvals. So I think we are seeing the beginning of, a, if not a credit crunch yet, at least a tightening on the supply of credit where they're going to be looking very carefully at, at who they lend to. Don't you also think it's something to do with their expectations of risk? Yes, it, exactly that. I mean, that's that's the whole point longer term is they, they uh, when I say that they'll be very careful as to who they lend to, they are absolutely assessing risk because of the potential in the future for people to default on loans um, because of job losses, etc. So this is what this is probably going to mean at the coalface for an individual buyer is it's they're going to find it tougher to get mortgages. Fewer people are going to get approved, aren't they? Yeah, unless you have the perfect credit score and the perfect, yeah. you know, and a long, long job history, you're going to find it much, much harder. And for those who don't have that, they may still lend, but it will be at a higher rate to cover yeah. their risk. Right. Cool. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. On to, so that's three. That's point number three. Number four new build property sales plunge in latest. That's not my word. That's the Telegraph's word. Plunge in latest blow to the housing market. 
for once it is actually a good word because yeah. <laughs> because this is definitely when people keep asking how do you determine a crash when you see a, a drop of 24 percent that's that's right a plunge and this this is funny this is so this is 24 percent compared with a year ago of, of the sale of new built houses in february uh, uh but that is in line with actually what the, the building firms have all predicted for this year yeah. i think persimmon predicted a 50 percent drop this year yeah in, in new build sales um well, that's relevant. Really actually, I, I think that is a message to anyone who is in a, in the market to buy a new build. Is that it's a buyer's market if you're buying new builds. So just remember that, and you can you can negotiate hard. And I, I just always try and find more than one to choose from. And if they know you're a real buyer, and they know that they're they're competing with another builder to sell you something, that's how you find the best deal very quickly. Um, but uh, I, I think that that's. Oh, I did also notice though, out of interest, that. Uh, house building firms' share prices have bottomed out. Well, interestingly, sorry, they they, they had that massive drop off um, in September when all of the you know between the budget, the bond yields, whichever one you believe was more important, started. Um, they they have then come back up um, a lot through I think until around the end of Feb. Then, as we had the banking issues in America, they've dropped again. And they're still, they're not back to the levels that they were in, say, I don't know, um, July of last year. Oh, God, no, 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 no. They've, they've just stopped falling for the first time. Exactly. It's been a long downward slide. Um, okay, and on to the last one that might be worth a couple of minutes of discussion. So this is fact number five of Five Fact Friday. Sorry, just doing to a bit of alliteration. Um, on the ONS website, oh, I did have it in the right place, and now I haven't got it. So this, these are figures out just today uh, from the ONS. Just check that's displaying okay on the way. Yes, here we are. That's good. Uh, economic activity and social change in the UK. And the main points, on the third bullet point, it says the total number of online job adverts. So let's be very precise about that. That's not, that's not job vacancies, which comes out. When is that? Uh, 18th, Tuesday next week. Tuesday next week. It, it's, it's a new... Uh, and it's, a re it's an experimental uh, measurement. Online job adverts, 1% on, on the previous week. So they're measuring this weekly, um, but was 18% lower than the equivalent period of 2022. So there are 18% fewer jobs being advertised online than there were this time last year. I mean, assuming that that's not a totally useless metric in terms of the way that they're gathering the data, I would suggest that that's one of the first, it feels like an accurate reflection of what's happening in the real world. Yes. Yeah, I mean, no doubt uh, that there are now fewer jobs on offer than there were a year ago. I mean, it was very easy to find that's work. That's a big drop. That's a big it, drop. It is, and uh, online adverts, you know, I'm not sure I would be too interested in the fact that it's 18% on the basis that many jobs are never advertised online, or at least they're advertised after somebody's already got the position. But it gives you an idea as to what companies uh, are feeling about employing or, or, or enlarging their labor force at the moment. And most of them are not. They are looking for efficiencies. We're back into that cost-cutting efficiency exercise. When we were messaging before the live stream, you mentioned that the last official vacancies figure was actually still down 4.3% in a quarter. Is that right? Yeah, correct. 
and that's a more reliable that that seems that's that's more where i'd be looking at and bear in mind four four percent four point three percent that's a lot of vacancy that's a lot of jobs that's a big drop in the number of vacancies i agree and again the relevance to the housing market of this is oh well (laughs) as the number of job vacancies fall and less people uh, or unemployment increases um yet again people will be struggling if they have a house to pay their mortgages uh, certainly or to get on the ladder and that generally will mean there's less pressure or demand for um, buying but there'll be more for selling so therefore prices drop and i think that the reason that i as you all know if you watch these videos regularly it is mine and alex's view that in the medium and long term house prices are coming down a long way there might be little kinks along the way bit up here bit bit down here like halifax house price report last week saying third month in a row they've gone up a bit but that doesn't change our view and the reason for 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 displaying these points is that whatever's happened to house prices i want people who want to move house to be able to make their decisions and these are Pretty much facts. There's not a lot of opinion. I mean, yes, the RACS is predicting the next three months of house prices. They're just—it's not. But they're not saying how much. They're just expecting falls on balance. Um, and I, I mean, every single point I've got here, which is again a verifiable fact that's been reported this week, in my view, is a new negative effect on house prices, not on house transactions. But on house price, well, actually, if, if mortgage supply drops, that yes, it will drop transactions as well. Transactions as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that I think wraps up Five Fact Friday for this week. But as ever, um, if you think that there was a newly reported fact in the last five days that has a more significant impact on the housing market than any of the five that I've come up with. Um, then please let me know in the comments below. I'm like genuinely happy to be challenged, but understand it must have been newly reported in the last five days, okay? Uh, and be a fact that that's verifiable and quantifiable that you can argue has as big or bigger an impact on the housing market than any of these five points. I'm not saying that there are no positives, right? I'm not saying that there aren't any positives. There are so many facts that are new this week. I mean, there's far, far more than I've got time to go into. And some of them are positive. I'm not saying... All the facts that were reported this week were negative. Some were positive. For example, there's been a significant increase in the number of more than 35-year mortgages being taken out, reported by the Financial yeah. Times. And, you know, that is a um, – well, some people will go, that's not good news um, in, in the long term. But, you know, some people would argue, well, hang on, that, that's a, an unexpected uptick in borrowing or something. Well, I don't know. The number of people taking out extra long-term mortgages – would to me just suggest that that is a countermeasure to affordability being bad. Correct. Uh, not necessarily a positive sign about the market. Um, but Neil Neil Hudson, uh, who's that FT uh, journalist, put a tweet out this morning that I retweeted saying he's been surprised at how resilient the housing market has been, how many first-time buyers are still going out and buying. Um, but again, I, I, I actually agree with him. I mean, it, it has kind of held on a bit longer, like, fingernails clinging on but i still think that we're going to start in the second half of this year is when we'll start to see the bigger falls from the early part of this year being reported coming through into the mainstream media and therefore the the the, the slow motion and it feels like ultra slow motion doesn't it alex absolutely really slow motion but but i i yeah there are not because i want them to be 
uh, because that's what I think the data suggests. And Alex is long term looking at wage growth, mortgage approvals, and uh, interest rates, inflation. Yeah. All and when you factor in the time lag of all of that, all of that is suggesting further downward moves in house prices. Um, anyway, uh, anything you want to sign off with, Alex, on this? You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Groundwater. Um, if you want to find him and look at some of his fascinating graphs. Um, but otherwise, guys, everyone have a great weekend. And Alex, anything you want to sign off with? No, the only thing is uh, you've got a lot of people commenting about the 35-year mortgage. Actually, they're talking uh, a lot about people taking out 40-year mortgages, which in my mind is just storing up pain for the future when people still have mortgage payments to make after they have reached and exceeded retirement age. So it's another can being kicked down the road and will end in pain. Not now, but in 40 years. I don't disagree with you, but I do think there's a counter-argument that for some people, some individuals, it's still a better option than renting forever. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, but all we're talking about is the least bad option. Yeah. We're not talking about any good options here. Well, that's that's another topic for discussion in another video. But for that, for now, guys, I want to keep it short. We've gone over 20 minutes. Sorry about that. Um, I try and keep it concise, but uh, have a fantastic weekend. Thank you all to those of you who've come. By the way, if you are, some people have been saying to me, Charlie, we never know when your live streams are going to happen. It's always too short, last minute. If you're watching on YouTube and you're subscribed, you need to subscribe and you need to click the little bell, right? Uh, and that little bell, it, I'm not asking you to click the bell unless you're someone that wants to know and be actively notified when I uh, schedule a live stream. Because sometimes there's only two hours notice, right? Be subscribed, click the little bell, and then it will, I think, sometimes email you or give you a notification or whatever it might be so that you'll actually get notified immediately that there's a live stream about to happen, uh, If for those of you who, who don't want to miss out on them. But, guys, thanks a lot. Have a fantastic weekend. Um, remember not to overpay, but, but do buy now if you need a home, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.